The final score, Wrexham 2, Colchester United 1. Oh, well, this was a battle, but it was the old cliches sort of match that you have to win if you're going to win the league. I mean, we were up against a side third from bottom. Colchester United have got the worst defence in the division. And we looked comfortable till 26 minutes when George Evans's red card changed everything. That we came out with the win still was very, very pleasing. So, Wrexham going into this game with Owen O'Connell coming back from injury. Good news. Anthony Ford back on the bench as well. So, that's fantastic. The squad's starting to grow just as the congested Christmas festive fixture list comes uh, closer and closer. And we started well. And by the fourth minute, we were ahead. Toza slinging a long throw in. Fika Kelleher, ex-Rexham centre-back, jumped but could only flick it across goal to Elliot Lee. His first snapshot from about eight yards out with his right foot was well blocked by Mitchell, but it dropped kindly for Lee, and he smashed a second effort gleefully home. And Wrexham had that early lead, and you then started sort of rubbing your hands and expecting a bit of an avalanche of goals. Didn't come, and there were a couple of reasons for that. Up till the 26th minute, because Wrexham were just happy to stay in control of the game and, and bide their time. Colchester, as I said, are struggling. They are wedded to... A short passing game, and they dominated possession from that point onwards until the red card. It was uh, fine <laughs> from Rexon's point of view. We had the goal every time we went forwards. Colchester's defence looked vulnerable, and we looked sharp. And yeah, it was a good position for Rexon to be in, and we were happy to just carry on like that. Um, Colchester didn't have much threat really. Fevrier on the right hand side was lively, fast, and aggressive, and selfish. If he had better decision-making, uh, he could have wreaked havoc, um, but he didn't. And so, basically, Agbo, because Colchester had switched their shape around quite a bit from the last match, Agbo, centre-back, playing at right-back, was very good at coming forwards and supporting February and doubling up, and then February was <clears throat> using that pace and directness of his to cause issues, but maybe not as many issues as he ought to do. Uh, Agbo often was unmarked in good positions where he could have used him, um, but February. Instead, emboldened, I think, by the fact he managed to get past Tom O'Connor a couple of times early on in the game, just kept going for a goal. To be fair, in the 15th minute, he did draw a save from Howard. Agbo doing well, carrying it down the right and feeding February. He cut inside powerfully, driving between McLean and O'Connor, and then pivoted and tried to catch Howard out. It looked like he was setting himself, having cut him from the right, to drive something across the keeper. And he tried to pivot and drive it into the bottom right corner. Howard was alert to that, got down well and saved. Within a minute, Colchester had another moment of hope. Jay, in midfield, was very good at finding space between the lines. Something I'm noticing teams doing more and more against Wrexham. On this occasion... <clears throat> He put a nice pass into the left channel and Taylor, already in double figures up front for them on loan from Luton, drove down that left channel, but the pass had left him with a tight angle and again Howard was quick to come off his line and smothered the shot. I don't want to give the impression that Colchester were penning us in and carving out chances, though. That was sort of it for the first half of them. Um, but then Wrexham, when we broke, as I said, were looking threatening and Colchester's defence was not happy. Toza's long throws were always leading to opportunities. One from him bounced back out to the edge of the area and McLean, who earlier had slashed a volley badly wide, smashed a terrific volley from inside the D that just scraped the right post. There was another opportunity for Exxon when Mendy went driving down the right. Great ball driven into the goal mouth. Really good block in the, the goal mouth to push the ball clear. 
but it only came as far as Cannon. He smashed in a strong shot, which was really well blocked. That came out to McLean, and he put the big slice way off target. But within a minute of that chance, the game changed. George Evans had already been booked in the 20th minute, and quite rightly, he was trying to press. Colchester didn't look at all that secure when they tried to pass the ball out from the back, and they went, played a short goal kick. It was, it was daft, in all honesty. The, the body shape of the player receiving it, who was just square, facing the keeper, wasn't great. The ball's rolled to him. Evan sees the chance to step in, lunges in, but it's a daft challenge to make, really, in all honesty. He's trying to come around the side of his right foot and nick the ball away. I, he didn't have much chance of doing that without conceding a foul, and yeah, he didn't get anywhere near the ball with his his leading leg, which didn't make contact with the Colchester player, but his trailing leg absolutely wiped him out from behind. Absolute stone cold yellow card, no question about it. And then six minutes later, he's off, unfortunately. And again, you just can't argue about this. It's a very tight area. Wrexham were looking to play little passes in tight areas and to try and draw the press on and then spring in behind. Cannon played a, a attempted little cute ball around the corner, which took a nick off a defender. It just take, took it away from Evans, who stretched to try and win it back and went right through McGeegan's an ankle. The referee was right on top of it. As the game went on, the ref would start making odd decisions, but in the first half hour, yeah, he was fine. Um, and he correctly pulled out a straight red rather than the second yellow, which puts Evans out of the whole Christmas period. And it was a, it was a, yeah, you're looking at the replays, I mean, you'd be, it's the old uh, match the day syndrome. You look at it, he's gone right through his ankle, he's bent his leg quite nastily. The old cliche if he'd stuck his studs into the grass, he probably would have broken the guy's leg. This is a straight red, there's no two ways about it. And Wrexham are massively inconvenienced. And we reacted, listen to Elliot Lee's interview after the match because he sums it up nicely. We reacted by thinking on the pitch, you know, not thinking calmly and be able to step back because you can't do that on a football pitch during a match we reacted by just dropping off digging deep and trying to make sure that we could see our way through to half time which we did successfully but it wasn't a tactic that was really going to work for us uh, uh, Sam Dolby was left up front on his own Paul Mullen was pulled back to the right side of the centre midfield not the right wing but centre mid and we looked to survive Mullen's work rate was magnificent but he isn't natural in that position. And there were a couple of times in Colchester where we were able to sneak in behind him. Um, but beyond that, we defended pretty well. Don't get me wrong. There was a chance soon after the red card. Again, February driving down the right, putting in a cross, which deflected Tom O'Connor. bobbled around until it came for Chilvers. And from the edge of the day, he drove a powerful shot just wide of the left post. Um, but apart from that, they didn't threaten. But they did keep us penned in and we just weren't able to play our way out of trouble. The, that passage of play was perhaps summed up by Andy Cannon at one point, getting the ball 30 yards out from his own goal, seeing there was nobody ahead of him and just kicking the ball off the pitch and complaining to his teammates that we needed to get more forward motion going to hold Colchester off. That clearly was the message from Phil Parkinson at halftime. He brought Sam Dolby off and brought on James Jones, a tactical substitution, no criticism of Dolby, as we'll get to later on. And we immediately were on the front foot. Parkinson had made it clear we can't just pack the box and hope to survive. As he says in his post-match interview, we're better than that. We're able to go forwards with 10 men and still cause problems, and we've shown that plenty of times uh, over the course of the last couple of seasons. And so we started on the front foot. In fact, within the first minute of the second half, 
Mullen was pulling, pulling, drawing a good save out of the Colchester keeper. Toza knocking a great ball. It was a lovely move. Toza under a lot of pressure in his own penalty area. Very calmly stepped out of trouble. Drove a lovely ball down the line. Lee chested it neatly inside. McLean over the top and Mullen running onto it. It was him against the two centre-backs. Scenario would see a few times in the second half and Mullen was definitely the victor in this situation. He turned away from Kelleher. The ball ricocheted kindly off. Mitchell for Mullen who switched direction and hit a powerful shot across the keeper. Goalkeeper did well to stand up. Mullen didn't quite find the corners and it was repelled. And so Wrexham continued in that vein, pushing forwards, creating chances. The crowd were really enjoying it and getting involved. Colchester were having spells of possession, but they weren't really threatening us. And when the second goal came in the 70th minute, well, it just felt like, yeah, we've we've got the job done. We weren't feeling threatened, and now we had the two-goal lead. This one was it was a strange one. It was a corner for Colchester. Terrific full-stretch tackle by Cannon in the six-yard box. It just poked the ball clear as it sat loose. And he just beat a Colchester player to it, and then Mullen was away. Now, this was great stuff. I mean, brilliant play by Mullen. No support whatsoever. He didn't care. He just drove right at the heart of the Colchester defence. The two fullbacks who had stayed back from the corner were backpedalling as this terrifying creature came at them. And Mullen did that beautifully. And then once support arrived, switched nicely to the right. Mendy picking her up, cut inside, helped her on into the left channel. To Lee, he helped her on to McLean. And McLean ripped in an early cross, a lot of good shape in it. Um, he did do that earlier, about 10 minutes earlier, and there's nobody in there. Um, he's basically done the same thing, but Mitchell, six yards out, panicking, with no one behind him and no shout from the keeper, just lunges at it and deflects it into the bottom right corner. Horrible, horrible own goal. I mean, uh, I'm not pointing the finger at Mitchell necessarily, because he probably needs to have a shout. But yeah, it was just... It was a cross, there was nobody in there, and Colchester managed to manufacture a goal out of that, which was great for Wrexham. Um... And it looked like game over because Colchester just stopped creating chances. Wrexham had been on top in the second half despite being down to 10 men and happy, like in the first half, just to sit off if Colchester actually were going to have a long spell of play. They're just moving it around sideways in front of us. Our defence looked solid. But they did have a couple of moments after that goal from set pieces. Uh, corner swept in. Howard with uh, Colchester man Taylor and Mendy right underneath him could only stretch and punch it downwards, it ricocheted in the goal mouth, could have gone anywhere, and Howard did really well to drop on it and smother it. Wrexham then, well, I mean, we had a case for a red card, McGeehan then just diving in on Cannon. It's not a pretty challenge. The thing that Wrexham were furious about was that not even a foul was given. The referee was right on top, like two yards away, literally, um, Colchester carried on attacking Wrexham down to nine men then, of course, and Chilvers got another shot off in the edge of the area, which was never going anywhere near the goal, but Wrexham were livid, and, and certainly looking at it, I mean, Cannon seems to get there first, and the Colchester player, while maybe not going through with his studs, certainly goes over the ball and makes contact halfway up Cannon's shin. It's a poor challenge for me, and the fact that no foul was given certainly concerned Wrexham. Ten minutes left, O'Connell came off. He was cramping up a bit in his first game for a while. And Boyle came in. Will Boyle would make a few good diving interceptions in the penalty area. With four minutes left, it looked like the big chance for Colchester had come and gone. Fevrier whipping across into the far post. Yandolo on as a left-back. Uh, slashed the ball across the goal. Howard was out of uh, his goal mouth because he'd come on and pushed a 
corner on to Yandolo, but with an open goal there, uh, Yandolo's shot was off target, and as it flashed across goal, there was nobody there to make contact. Oh, indeed, no Wrexham defender made an inadvertent contact to deflect it into the net. Three minutes left, and Wrexham made a couple of changes. Mullen and Lee brought off after excellent shifts. Palmer and Davis coming on. Both of them immediately were lively and involved and scrapping away, but two minutes later... It was game back on, surprisingly. Yandolo on the left-hand side, standing up across. Begeekin got in between the centre-backs, six yards out. Powerful downwards header. Looked like he'd scored. Brilliant save by Howard Lowe down to his left to claw it away. But it fell for February, ten yards out, and he smashed it into the net. And Wrexham, well, we had a game in our hands. But we rolled it out comfortably. Seven added minutes. There was no real threat on Wrexham. And indeed, Wrexham had some good attacking moments too. Not least a minute after the goal when Cannon made an excellent tackle on the edge of the Colchester area to find James Jones. And Jones did ever so well. He drove left to right into the box and then pivoted back and drove a shot back across himself looking for the bottom left corner. And luckily for him, Mitchell was able to make a really good block because the keeper was completely wrong-footed. That would have been a goal if the defender hadn't got there. So the final whistle went and Wrexham had won 2-1. Proper battling performance down to 10 men for so long and a very, very pleasing one from Wrexham's point of view as well. Just frustrating that we let that goal in the A made it a bit more of a game than it should have been and B lost Howard a clean sheet that he deserved. Anyway, let's go through the performances. Howard was very good. Howard played really well and made a couple of sharp saves Wrexham restricted Colchester to shots from around the edge of the area, mostly. But Howard was very, very good at dealing with that. And also came out and dealt with a couple of high balls as well. Across the back, I thought Toes was absolutely outstanding. Really held the back three together, imposing in the air, strong on the ground, really comfortable with his feet. It was a close call. Didn't quite give him man of the match, but he was very, very impressive. Either side of him, Tom O'Connor again. Uh, I had a couple of... Tricky moments early on with February running at him, but McLean starting to double up more. And yeah, he had a, uh, a another good, solid game and was using the ball well coming forwards. On the other side, the pitch, George, um, beg your pardon, O'Connell back from injury. Brilliant. Excellent. I mean, he's a quality centre-back and he showed it really solid defensively. Uh, did everything right. So calm on the ball as well. There were a couple of moments when coaches had tried to put pressure on him and he walked away from their players comfortably. The wing-backs on the right, again, well done, Mendy. I mean, he had a very, very impressive game defensively and driving forward, especially in the second half when he was given that permission to do so after the, uh, after the red. Um, and, yeah, I was, I was impressed with Mendy. He was good at taking the game to Colchester and relieving defence by driving forwards. McLean had a weird game on the left-hand side, a really weird game. I mean, he deserves a lot of praise he put in a lot of work, really, I mean, at the end of the game, there was a crazy like, sort of 70 yards recovery sprint that he made. And you're sitting there thinking, how, how is he doing this now? He's in his mid-30s. <laughs> He's charging at the pitch. He looks so much fresher than anybody else. It was wonderful to see. Um, his use of the ball wasn't always great. And ironically, his cross for the, the, the goal was to nobody. Um, so there were good and bad parts. He could easily have got himself into serious trouble straight after the red as well, uh, clashing into... Uh, Colchester player, didn't get a card for that a little lucky and then immediately just did it again and got a card but um, yeah, so he, it was a strange up and down performance but his work rate was excellent, he was involved in everything, like Mendy he took the ball forwards well too um, yeah, so he was sort of a little off his game and yet also decisive ask me to explain that and I'll fail to um, in the centre of midfield 
well, George Evans are comfortable enough, but it was, a, it was a silly red card that left his team in trouble. Either side of him, Elliot Lee got the goal, then went into hard work mode. I said in the commentary, I'd love to see his heat map because I bet it's the most, uh, the deepest heat map of his career. He was living on the edge of our box quite often, just patiently defending and keeping his shape. Uh, so the Colchester were just passing the ball around in front of us. On the other side, on the right-hand side of midfield, Cannon was excellent and I made him our man of the match. He controlled play well. He, again, was a good release. His use of the ball was generally very, very good. And I had a shot on goal as well, but she was unlucky to get blocked. I just thought it was excellent. And he also, like McLean, kept going to the last charging forwards, deep into added time to relieve that pressure. Uh, and indeed made the tackle that allowed us to tee up the second goal. So very impressive from Cannon. <clears throat> Back pardon. And then up front, oh, poor Dolby. I said I'd get back to him. Did really well and get subbed at half time. And I'm glad Parkson went out of his way to mention that, you know, this was not a comment on him. We had to make a change. We needed another midfielder on the pitch to get Mullen higher at the pitch and not ask him to be doing that defensive job, which is not natural to him. Yeah, Dolby held the ball up really well, fought well with the centre backs and, and deserves a big pat on the back. <laughs> Great anybody starts the next match uh, as a reward for this. But yeah, he was spirited and strong, lacked support after the red card, but he put everything into it. And then Mullen was brilliant. Mullen was absolutely superb, and especially second half. <laughs> the only sad thing for Mullen is I bet when it was one they'll least thinking, I'm going to fill my boots in the second half, like against Morecambe. It didn't come that way, but my word, his work rate up front, such a handful of two centimetres having nightmares, having to try and deal with him. Tremendous. Coming off the bench, or James Jones with an excellent uh, second half performance. Did exactly what we wanted, just watching him off the ball. You know, he was so tight tactically, tying himself close to the other players in the Wrexham defensive units and just watching all the time, looking over his shoulder, spotting runs. And he just really tightened things up for us in that middle of the pitch. It was so good. While obviously also driving forwards, and was unlucky not to get that injury time goal with a shot which, which was blocked. Um, Davis and Palmer, like I said, also really battled well. Boyle made two or three good interceptions in the later stages in the penalty area. Um, a couple where you thought, well, has he got himself out of position? So he's had to dive around someone to get there. But nonetheless, he made it, and that, and that was important. And he did have John Akinde on by then, who was a serious unit, and dealt with him well. Uh, so, yeah, brilliant win. Not the spectacular show. I think it might well have been if the red card hadn't happened. But you have to find all the different ways to win, to win the league, don't you? And we found a different one today. It's a side that will fight hard and dig in for results like this or can just open up the throttle and, and go at teams. So fantastic stuff. Another pleasing performance, another three points. And Wrexham continue to be right up where we want to be. With a final score of Wrexham 2, Colchester United 1, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. <laughs>